Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. The idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine. Don't mess up, don't mess up. So it's about time we make sure that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. Uh-oh, Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. We don't, we don't officially know. All I know is never been on the white guy. And why is Donald Trump so enamored of Putin? Maybe you're projecting hostile feelings. This is what Putin is going to do. It's very, very urgent that we not elect this man. No previous United States president, regardless of their party, has bowed down to a Russian dictator before. He even said the other day, let's uh, basically get out of NATO and, you know, encourage Putin to do what he wants to do. Your project. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. You know, as Hillary said that, Right after uh, Matt Taibbi and uh, Michael Schellenberger and the guy Alex Gutentag, I don't know who he is, but he's the third writer, said that that according to the CIA analysis of 2016, Putin was all for Hillary Clinton. And, you know, you kind of knew it instinctively because they'd already bribed the Clintons. That, that paid millions of dollars to the so-called Clinton Foundation that, that handed a half a million dollars cash to Bill Clinton. And, you know, the way it works in the rackets, if you bribe a cop, you own the cop. So Putin owned the Clintons. Why would he want a, uh, a, a, uh, a wild card in there? He wouldn't. He was for Hillary Clinton in 2016, and he announced last week that he is for uh, Joe Biden in uh, 2024. Can you imagine if, if uh, he had said that he was for, for Donald Trump in 2024? That there, there would, it, would, uh, it would be the, the end of the world. It would have been bigger than the $355 million, quote-unquote, verdict against Donald Trump. But it's Joe Biden, so oh, it doesn't matter. It's, or, or they say, oh, it's just psyops. He really wants Trump, so he's saying he's for Biden. So they, but they said he wanted Trump in 2016. Did that mean he wanted Hillary? I don't think he even said who he was for. But everyone just assumed, you know, if you pay again, anyone who knows how how bribing works, you always go with the guy you've bribed. You know, you can do business with that person. You know what kind of envelope he likes. Does he like the plain business-sized envelopes, or does he like a manila folder? Does he like 10s and 20s, or does he like the Benjamins? You know, you, you, you like to do business with people you know. 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242. I'm wearing my market basket shirt today. Do you get a break on the groceries by wearing that shirt? No, I just like, this is a very comfortable shirt. It's a nice shirt. All right, 844-500-4242. I always like doing a, doing a show on a, on a semi-holiday like this because, you know, 
you can you can do a lot more subjects. You know, you don't have to worry about a, a you know a yeah a huge audience. You have a yeah, it's a, we'll still have a good sized audience, but you know there fewer people in the car. I can do I can mess around a lot more. 844-500-4242. It's President's Day. And uh, technically, I guess this is still uh, celebrated as uh, President Washington's birthday, even though it's uh, not until the, the 22nd, which would, what, be Thursday, I guess. And uh, so everybody's thinking about, or a little, some people are thinking about the presidents of the United States. Some cockamamie survey came out saying that Joe Biden is the 14th greatest president of all time. So you can, I'm not even going to get into that that survey. It's, you can see how ridiculous it is. But uh, Grace just asked me, you know, who, who is my uh, favorite president other than, I guess, the usual ones. And I'm, I'm going to go, again, I'm going to go with the local boy other than, other than Reagan and Trump and Lincoln and Washington. I, I think Calvin Coolidge was a, uh, was a great president. He's a former, uh, he was born in Vermont, went to Amherst College, Stayed in Massachusetts, became the mayor of Northampton. Then he went into the state senate, became the state senate president. Then he was the, I think, the lieutenant governor. Then the governor. Then he was the vice president. He became the president, and uh, he 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 only served the uh, one full term left in 1928. And he was just a, he was just a very very uh, conscientious Yankee of the old of the old school, you know. He uh, is, and when uh, when Warren G. Harding died unexpectedly in 1923, he was he was visiting his uh, father. His father was still alive. He was a constable or something in Vermont, and his father swore him in as president of the United States. It's it's a pretty cool story. It just happened a hundred, just about a hundred years ago, last year, I think. And they they were going to have some. Uh, I think they had a commemoration of it at uh, at, at the uh, this his father's house where it actually occurred. And they were going to you know. And I, I I volunteered. I think we had we had somebody on who was uh, involved in it, and I volunteered to be the Irish chauffeur in the uh, in the presentation because Coolidge Vice President Coolidge had an Irish chauffeur who was driving around Vermont and Massachusetts. I, I that would have been a good job for me, but it was not to be. 844-500-4242-844-500-4242-508. Gangsters like doing business with gangsters. I would say it's more cor- corrupt people like doing business with corrupt people. You know, you can call them gangsters, I guess. I, I, I just prefer to say corrupt people or maybe racketeers. 844, because the, the Clintons weren't exactly gangsters in the sense of using, uh, using you know, uh, machine guns on their opponents. They hired other people to do what had to be done, whatever had to be done. You ever hear the phrase, the word Arkansas? 844-500-4242, but I have hanging on my wall a a, a placard from uh, Calvin Coolidge. Someone sent it to me uh, a few years ago, and I've always always liked it. It's it's from his... uh, acceptance speech when he became president of the uh, Massachusetts State Senate in January of 1914 and and it really apply it, it really applies whether it's you know state or local or or federal 
And it just shows you what a scam artist all these Democrats are when they're talking about throwing money at people. And, and, and if we can just pass some legislation, everything will be good. But, I mean, Calvin Coolidge, again, he, his father ran a store and, in, in Vermont. And, and they were, they were hard scrabble, you know, poor, not, not destitute, not like sharecroppers. But they didn't have a lot of money. And this is what he said, and this is like the this is the old line Republican uh, philosophy, and actually it's the old line American philosophy. This is the exact quote. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to hold it up right now. This is it. That's that's what that's what Silent Cal looked like. The people cannot look to legislation generally for success. Industry, thrift, character are not conferred by act or resolve. Government cannot relieve from toil. It can provide no substitute for the rewards of service. It can, of course, care for the defective and recognize distinguished merit. The normal must take care of themselves. Self-government means self-support. Is that, that's a hate speech to say that now. Self-government means self-support. Back to the speech. Man is born into the universe with a personality that is his own. He has a right that is founded upon the constitution of the universe to have property that is his own. Ultimately, property rights and personal rights are the same thing. Amen to that. That's something the state of New York doesn't seem to understand. Back to the speech. The one cannot be preserved if the other be violated. Each man is entitled to his rights and the rewards of his service, be they ever so large or ever so small. That sums it up, doesn't it? Especially, ultimately, property rights and personal rights are the same thing. So if they take away your property, they've taken away your rights. You, you, you obtained the the property legitimately and they're stealing it from you and that's a violation of your property rights and your personal rights and uh, that's what Don, they did this to Donald Trump with what amounts to a, a civil bill of attainder you know a, a law that was just just designed to hurt him it's the only he's the only one that would ever has ever will ever be hurt by this he and his children and Kathy Hochul has the has the audacity to go on uh, on the radio yesterday and say no one else has to worry because we'll only ever use this against Donald Trump. I just did a uh, I just did a long form podcast today about the uh, the founding fathers and we talked about the Federalist Papers and how they understood human nature and how you couldn't trust anybody. That's why you needed checks and balances. This is a classic example of it. This is the t- this is an example of the tyranny of. King George III that the uh, founding fathers were uh, were revolting against. This is what the American Revolution was all about. Listen to Kathy Hochul. Cut 15. This is, I know many of the business people in New York City, and by and large, they're honest people, and they're not trying to hide their assets, and they're following the rules. And so this judge determined that Donald Trump did not follow the rules. He was prosecuted. And I think that this is really uh, an extraordinarily unusual circumstance that the law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers who are business people have nothing to worry about because they uh, they're very different than Donald Trump and his behavior. 
because they're willing to just do whatever we tell them to do. So we, we won't have to go after them. Can you believe that? I mean, we talk about a totalitarian statement that she just made. Not to mention she also lied. She said, I'm from Manhattan. Now you're from Buffalo. She rented a, she rented a, an apartment in Manhattan. That's like saying you, you go, to, uh, you go to, to New York to see a Broadway play. I'm from New York. Well, maybe you slept in New York last night, but you're not from New York, and she's not from Manhattan. But if she, you know, if she if she'll lie about that, she'll lie about the fact that this could never happen to anybody else. If it can happen to Donald Trump, it can happen to you or to me. The truckers have the right idea about this. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two six zero three says I'm fond of Franklin Pierce myself. Of course you are. You're from six zero three. You're from New Hampshire. Cal's silent Cal is my guy. He's from my neck of the woods. 844-500-4242. Winter is the perfect time to visit the Cape. You don't have to fight the crowds and you could easily get a dinner reservation. Nosset Beach Inn just opened the rooms for this season and at less than $200 a night. That's the winter rate. When I visited the, the, the Nosset Beach Inn, I knew it was a truly special, one-of-a-kind place on the Cape, the only public lodging on the Cape Cod National Seashore. Four acres and only 12 rooms in the Sunrise Cottage. Not only an ocean view from every room, but 100 yards from the oceanfront on pristine Nosset Beach. Hear the surf all day long. Enjoy the 500,000 BTU fire pits lit year-round to enjoy sunsets and early evenings. Why not barbecue on one of the gas grills? There is no better view for lunch, happy hour, or dinner than from the rooms and fire pits at Nosset Beach Inn. The Nosset Beach Inn, two queen-size beds, family-friendly, pet-friendly, great for school vacations like this week, and an ocean view like no other. A short drive to a vacation far away. NossetBeachInn.com. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show. We'll be right back. Howie Carr is back. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. So yesterday was a very rainy day in uh, in Palm Beach. A lot of time to be inside at nice, nice place, nice restaurants, and exchange gossip with the beautiful people. And I came across an interesting tidbit of gossip. Not at Mar-a-Lago either, by the way, elsewhere. That's what what the poll question is all about. Global unrest is battering the food supply chain and the energy markets. It's incumbent upon you to be prepared. Get ready with ReadyWise. Go to ReadyWise.com and use code Howie20 to get 20% off your next purchase. Taylor, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is here's the latest updated list of Trump's potential GOP running mates. This is hot off the presses, folks. I I can't vouch for this, but I'm just saying this is what they're saying on the island, as they say. Who would you prefer? Dr. Ben Carson, Vivek Ramaswamy, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, or Senator Tim Scott? I like Ben Carson, but he's too old. I know what you're saying. Howie, isn't he the same age as you? Yes, but he's four months older than me. 
But the thing is, he's running with a guy who's 77 or 78. So you can't have two 70-somethings, I don't think. Vivek, uh, I like him, but, you know, he's never really run for anything. Um, Tim Scott, not I don't I, I just don't think he's tough enough. So I'm for Sarah Huckabee Sanders in that group. Thirty eight percent say Sarah Huckabee Sanders, twenty six percent say Tim Scott, twenty four percent for Vivek, and thirteen percent for Doctor Carson. So it's uh it's pretty pretty good. It's a uh, it's it's a pretty good poll because everybody has their supporters. And I asked about the other people, you know, like Byron Donalds or Elise Stefanik, who I. Those are those are two that I've liked in the past uh, recently, but apparently they're not as uh, they're they're not quite as uh, uh, far up on the list as the others. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two five one two. Don't you miss the beautiful snow and ice? The guy's walking his dog in Brewer, Maine. Yeah, you know it was it was wet yesterday. But, uh, you know, I, I came into the elevator and there were some people from Boston who got on and they were visiting and they recognized me and they say, you're not missing anything, Howie. And I say, yeah, I know, I know. I'm wet. Roscoe's wet, but I'd rather be here. I'd rather be wet here than wet and cold in New England. 844-500-4242. Joe, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Howie. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, quick update that I've told you about this before. We moved to Vermont about four years ago, and we're still getting California ballots mailed to our permanent address in Vermont, addressed by the Secretary of State of California. <sighs> but anyway, on to Joe, on to Joe Biden. Uh, in the pantheon of presidents, I look at the uh, tightly controlled border, the robust economy, the uh, strong, decisive foreign policy and the uh, intrepid individuals like Dick Levine in the administration. And I'd have to say that President Joe Biden definitely ranks hey, strong. Hey, you misgendered her. That's Rachel Levine to you. You you, you know, he did the same thing. I mentioned this in my column yesterday when he talked to the three, three service, U.S. servicemen were killed in Jordan. Servicemen, two of them were women, Brandon. You know, does he get canceled like the people at Harvard? You know, when they misgender somebody? Well, I'm just a hater, Howard. You know that. And anyway, <laughs> I'd say President Biden is a strong number 275. We may have someone that's worse than him sometime in the future, but it's going to be a very long time. It is. It is. You you, you know, you, you thought Carter was bad. You thought Obama was bad. But you, you hadn't seen anything yet until Brandon got in there. Thanks for the call, Joe. Uh, James, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, James. Hello there, great one, and thank you for allowing me on. You know, uh, I just was wondering, Howie, whatever happened to the words hate crime? I thought it was that whenever we have a violent crime or a shooter, we look at the victims and we add up their races, and then we look. Are you referring the to the, and, the Minnesota uh, shooting? The three, the three white men, oh. the three white first responders killed by a uh, gentle, a POC. Well, yes, again, that, that would be one. And then, of course, here's the other thing. We had the 21 people shot at the Kansas City rally, and the woman who died was Hispanic. Now, whenever right. that happens, you think to yourself, there's got to be a hate crime involved somewhere. We'll, we'll get into that. The governor of 
Missouri is being accused of being a racist for saying thugs shot the Hispanic woman. Thugs. That's racist now to say that. I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Bruce from the Met says, you are two years older than me. You just need to man up and spend more time in your beloved New England. Just saying. Bruce from the Mets was born in Ohio, by the way. So was Roscoe. What does Roscoe know that you don't know, Bruce from the Mets? Someone said he's a Florida dog. 844-500-4242-863. What's the matter with you? Why don't you think about Carrie Lake, a female who's a patriot and a fighter like Trump? We we need a VP that will have Trump's uh, rear end covered and kicking ass behind the scenes. You know, she's running for the Senate in uh, in Arizona. I'm just telling you what I was what I was told yesterday that these are the these are the four current front runners for the job. I, I'm, I just that's that's why I decided to put it out because it, it it's it seemed kind of believable. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised that he's that much into Ben Carson. But I think Howie, I, I, I think part of it too is you don't want two people who are larger than life. Like there has to be a little yin to the yang here. So Trump is going to, you know, he's going to get a lot of attention, and I don't know if that works with the Kerry Lake, who's also. Someone who steals the limelight a little bit. You, and Vivek is the same way. Yeah, you kind of want like a Sarah Huckabee Sanders who can, who's who comfortable. Yeah, who's comfortable kind of taking a back seat and, you know, just going along with the agenda and pushing the agenda and who's good at messaging but doesn't need all the attention all the time. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think that's that's part of it. People say she she likes being governor and she, she has young kids. and uh, I, But on the other hand, she'd. If if it was offered to her, I, I think she would she would uh, take it for sure. You know what would be odd though if if they picked Ben Carson. I'm pretty sure Ben Carson lives in West Palm Beach. I mean, and again, I mean Trump would have to move to New Jersey. I think uh, to the uh, you know re-register out of the Bedminster Golf Course. But it would <laughs> you'd have two guys who live like two, uh, two miles apart as uh, as president and vice president. It would be a it would be a strange thing. And a texter says. Whatever happened to getting someone on the ticket who might win you another state? I think that was always overrated, and I think it's even more overrated now than it, than it than it used to be. You know, who who was the last person who ever delivered a state to to anybody? I I can't think of anybody. You know, certainly not always, certainly not Kamala Harris. I mean, I'm pretty sure they no. had California in the bag. And you know, they used to say you needed geographical balance. Well, you know. Look at the uh, look at Clinton and Gore. The, those, uh, Arkansas and Tennessee are con- are contiguous. Maybe not a huge part of them, but they they are right next to each other. You know, I mean, it's a, the the geographical thing or the electoral votes doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. It's just who can get along. That's all. Yeah. Someone else wants wants Nikki Haley, but I don't see that in the cards. Did you see her Twitter, Howie? There's some malfunction one of her interns must have said it the wrong way so every tweet that she had planned for the entire week was firing off within 40 minutes of each other the the weirdest one was uh it it said uh, 12 down 12 guys down one to go and meaning that there were i guess 12 males that were originally running for the nomination and there was only one left 
but you know it kind of reminded the uh, the the uh, small-minded <laughs> readers out there that she's been known to she's been accused of sleeping around and someone was saying she must have had a very busy weekend if it's 12 down and one to go I think she said 12 fellas 12 fellas okay 12 fellas one to go oh that was not a not a good look for uh for Nikki some some things you don't want to remind people of and that that's one of them I missed it. Please repeat your Veep picks. What I heard was that the four front runners right now are Ben Carson, Vivek Ramaswamy, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and Tim Scott. And th- that's our poll question today. I, I like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I've always said that. I think she'd be a good pick. Yeah. Ben Carson's okay, okay Howie, but he's, and I mean this, he's brilliant, you know, and I, I really like him, but we've had him on your show before, and he's just, he's a little boring. Yes. He's a little boring. Even even for Trump. It'd be good to have someone mellow him out a little bit, but that's even for me. It's like, oof. Kind of fall asleep when he's talking. Yeah. And as he gets older, it's it, he's not going to he's not going to get the spark back, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, how we hear some news for you. Hawaii poised to slap tourists with $25 climate tax. Lawmakers in Hawaii are poised to approve a $25 climate tax on tourists who visit the Aloha state in an effort to combat what they claim is an assault on the area's natural resources. This is from the New York Post. It's a very small price to pay to preserve paradise, said Hawaii Governor Josh Green. Attacks by the nation's 50th state would follow in the footsteps of other tourist hotspots, including Greece, um, all of which have levied fees on tourists ranging from $1 to $100. Now, how are they going to use this money to protect the environment? Are they going to throw it into the Pacific Ocean or are they going to throw it into a volcano? They're going to protect. They got, a few, they got a few there. It says they're going to protect beaches and prevent wildfires. Oh, oh, okay. doesn't really go into how, but that's what they're aiming to do. But I've noticed that they're even doing this now, Howie, at restaurants, and if you order something online, there'll be all these climate taxes. And it doesn't really explain what they're doing. It just says, like, we're doing our part to protect the environment, so we want you to pay an extra $15. That would be a restaurant I would never go to. <laughs> Do you have any specific names of those restaurants? I'm not going to call them out on here. Actually, there is a company that I used to order um, blankets from, like really nice blankets, and they would always put the little eco tax on it. And the, and you could I could always spot it because it was a little green leaf on the on the t- tab. You know what I, th- I you know what I would suggest any companies that are trending in that direction force. You're an, an extra surcharge in order to buy Honest Howie's carbon credits. Yeah, we'll link it. We'll take that you is, right there. That is a that is a a a climate change service you can trust. It's not like the others. Well, speaking of climate change, did you hear about the big shift? I mean, they're not being loud about it in the Biden administration, but this is a pretty big deal. This is from the New York Times. Biden administration is said to slow early stage of shift to electric cars. So we've been talking about the timeline and how the goal was 2030. Well, instead of essentially requiring automakers to rapidly ramp up sales of electric vehicles over the next few years, the administration would give car manufacturers more time with a sharp increase in sales not required until after 2030. You know, Grace, my favorite part of this story, I I actually went through this whole story. You you want to talk about, uh, you know, writings from a religious tract. 
the, the way the New York Times writes this. Mm-hmm. President Biden faces intense crosswinds as he runs for re-election while trying to confront climate change. Crosswinds. For, former President Donald Trump has been falsely warning the public that EVs don't work. <laughs> How dare he? Why doesn't anyone want to rent one when they go some when they visit somewhere? Why why does no one want to rent an electric vehicle if they work so splendidly? Yeah, but the, the, the other funny part about it, Howie, is they start the article by saying, in a concession to automakers and labor unions, the Biden administration intends to relax elements of one of its most ambitious strategies to combat climate change, which if you translate that, that is, this is a stupid idea, which they're still going to push, but they have to wait because they're going to lose votes over they're it. Gonna kick, they're going to kick the can down the road. Exactly. But listen, I got some more to read here. But delaying the most stringent requirements of the rule could come at a cost to the climate, <laughs> comma, after the hottest year in recorded history. And I thought to myself, when you say recorded history of climate change, how long have they been keeping records? Like about 120, 130 years? I, not, not, that I, not that I believe that it was the hottest year on record, but they've only been keeping records for 130 years. How long has right. the earth been around? Like billions of years? You're just you're just focusing on the details. scientists say every year counts in the government's efforts to prevent the planet from dipping into one of the most deadly and costly climate disasters. But how if that's true, if every year counts, if things are so bad and if, if everything is so dire, then why is he pushing this off? I know. Humans will struggle to adapt to increasingly violent storms, floods, <laughs> fires, heat waves, and other disruptions. <laughs> you know what? What? I would rather have to adapt to increasingly violent storms, floods, fires, heat waves, and other disruptions rather than have to rely on recharging my, my EV in Hartford, Connecticut at one in the morning. How about you? Well, I agree. And it also says in this article that the change in pacing is in response to automakers who say that more time is needed to build a national network of charging stations. And Howie, that was something that that uh, infrastructure bill that was passed that was like one point three trillion dollars. That was supposed to include the charging stations. And I don't think the Biden administration has had any of them built. They haven't done anything with it. They've just they've just they've spent all that money on uh, hack jobs for DEI and sustainability coordinators, uh, illiterates, you know, and uh, and people who uh, who who, uh, box check their way into graduate schools. Where are the charging stations? That's well, you know, the thing is, even when they open the charging stations, most of them don't work. They get uh, they get they get uh, they either break down of their own accord because everything was made in China, or some uh, illegal alien junkie gang comes by and rips out all the copper wiring. Or Jennifer Granholm's SUV is blocking people from using it because right. she's going on a road trip. Yeah. Grace's news is brought to you by Tux Trucks. Fisher plow season is on at Tux Trucks GMC in Hudson, Mass. Tux ordered more plows and spreaders this year to meet the demand for residential, commercial, and municipal snow plowing. See Tux Trucks, your Fisher plow distributor. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. I'll be back in a little bit, Howie, for Hate Mail Monday. All right. 844-500-4242. 844-500-4242. Mr. President. Keep those EV mandates in there. I don't want to die, man. I don't want to flood. 
I don't want the sun crashing into the earth. Exciting news from DiStefano Hair Restoration. They are proud to unveil their latest breakthrough, the no-shave FUE hair transplant. Say farewell to those days of shaving the back of your head before a hair transplant. Dr. Highness and his team have mastered this method, and they are eager to reveal the remarkable results to you. That's not all. Dr. Highness has another announcement for all of you. He and his team understand the importance of looking and feeling your best, especially with the economic challenges we are all facing. That's why they are rolling back to pre-COVID pricing. They believe that affordability should never be a barrier to regaining your self-confidence. On top of this, for this month only, he and his team are offering an additional $1,500 off any hair transplant procedure exclusively to listeners of The Howie Car Show. To take advantage of this incredible offer, call 800-460-HAIR. That's 800-460-4247 and say, Howie sent me. When it comes to hair restoration, why settle for anything less than excellence? DiStefano Hair Restoration has been transforming lives and restoring confidence for over 30 years. Their track record and online reviews speak volumes. Are you ready to take the first step towards a more confident you? Rediscover your confidence with DiStefano Hair Restoration, where dreams of restoring your confidence become a reality. Dr. Highness gave me my hair back. Now let him do the same for you. Don't wait any longer. Begin the journey to regaining your confidence today. Call 800-460-HAIR today or visit hairman.com and say, Howie sent me to take advantage of these incredible prices. I'm Howie Carr. If you missed any part of the show, we've got you covered. You know what, guys? This could be a podcast. Subscribe to the Howie Carr Radio Network on your preferred podcast platform and start listening to previous shows and exclusive podcast-only features. It's actually not a bad idea. The Howie Car Show is back. 844-500-4242. One of the texters said, uh, Calvin Coolidge proves that you have to think about who you're going to make your vice president. Warren, Warren G. Harding, though, you know, he, did, he didn't do it because he thought uh, Calvin Coolidge was a, uh, was a great guy. Calvin Coolidge was at the uh, peak of his popularity. There had been the Boston police strike in 1919, and uh, Calvin Coolidge had broken the strike. The, 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 in those days, the, Boston, uh, the state government had control of the Boston Police Department, as I said last week, and, the, and liquor licensing and the finance commission just to keep it out of the hands of the what they considered the rabble from Ireland and Italy among other places but he uh, they they broke the the Boston police embarked on an illegal strike and he sent a, a famous telegram to Samuel Gompers there is no right to strike against the public safety by anybody anywhere anytime there is no right to strike against the public safety by anybody, anywhere, anytime. And that's, that's what propelled him to the top. He fired all those guys. He fired all the Boston cops. And uh, he, he, became a, he became a national hero for doing that, for coming down on the, uh, on the unions, public unions. That's why he was on the ticket. 844-500-4242. Mike, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Howie, 
What yes. did Willa Cather say? Well, yeah, what did Willa Cather say when she was told that Calvin Coolidge died? How do they know? You got it. All right. Not all this. There's another joke, Mike. There's another joke. You know, they she she was uh, placed next to uh, this woman. This socialite was placed next to uh, Calvin Coolidge at a dinner, and she said, "Oh, President Coolidge, I'm, I've made a bet. Someone told me I couldn't get you to say more than three words this entire dinner." And he looked at her. You know what he said? "You lose." That's probably an apocryphal story. 844-500-4242. What everyone forgets is that humans read the thermometers in the 19th and 20th centuries with their own eyes. We have better tech now, so what do we really know that, that what the two true temps were in the 1890s? Well, a lot of these a lot of these thermometers though are in places near say electric power generating stations. You know, they, they don't they don't know where these temperatures are being collected. You know, I, I mean they can't they can't tell you with it with it, with any more than a fair degree of certainty what the weather is gonna be like in eight hours, let alone twenty four or ten day twenty four hours or ten days away. How are they gonna tell you what what the uh, planet is going to be like in a, in a hundred years. And the reason they're so confident in making the statements is because they know no one is going to remember because no one's going to be alive who, uh, who read these stupid headlines. 844-500-4242. That's why I read them. And I'm, I, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way. You, you forget them in two seconds because you know, it's BS. It's like reading a road sign. Antelope Freeway, one half mile. Then there's Antelope Freeway, one quarter mile. I'm using an old fireside theater uh, routine, but it's the same thing. Carol, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Carol. Hi, Howie. I just wanted to say you had mentioned Mark Stein in that lawsuit. Um, he lost Michael Mann in a D.C. court, and when you read about what the judge, the judge and the jurors were like, you can see that these people were uh, profoundly biased against him. But nobody ever mentions the fact that in the Year 800, the world was so warm that the Vikings went to Greenland and called it Greenland because it was verdant and full of grass, and there were, they brought their sheep and they set up villages. And the reason why the Vikings eventually lost was left because, was because there was a mini ice age around the year 1400. So the world was a lot warmer. I mean, is Greenland right. verdant right now? Well, remember when, Mark Stein, remember when Mark Stein was uh, testifying before uh, Ed Markey and he was just really uh, dumping on him, saying, do you remember what it was like in Massachusetts in the 1600s? It was pretty damn cold, you know? And, and Markey didn't know, didn't know what to say to him. Because these people aren't, they don't, they don't even use the scientific method for anything. Right. I hate to say it, but most politicians are some of the stupidest people I've ever listened to in my life. These you know, I, you know, another, you know, interested in the truth. Vladimir Putin had a good, good sort of a joke with, uh, with Tucker Carlson in his interview. They were asking, he was asking about climate change and global warming. And, and Putin just kind of chuckled and said, you know what, if it got a little warmer, it would be good for Siberia. And he's right. And now we are.